Hello, everyone. Welcome back to our severe case of indecision and our completely biased opinions with Ian and Tyler and our ungodly case of technical difficulties. Uh, you are listening to Sound Audits. How are we doing tonight, Tyler? Better now that everything is working. Functional. Yeah. Fun fact, we've already recorded this episode. Yay. We had a, the computer shitted and farted on us. <laughs> Effectively, that is what happened. At least that's what it sounded like when it came out the other end. Am I correct in saying that? I think that's fair. Okay, so this is the second time we're doing it. It's the second time we're, we're technically having this person on again, too. Or actually, no, technically it's the third time, but it's the second time you'll be hearing him. Today, with us, we have a very special human sitting to my right, two Tyler's left, in the middle of both of us today. It's William. Welcome, William, to the show. Yay! Yay. I clap when I have a microphone in my hand. That's true. Talk. I, I am here. Hello, everyone. Okay, cool. Shut up now. Um, <laughs> hope, hope you all are doing well. Hope you all are making it, making it through. Uh, making it through your semesters all right. Making it through this whole ordeal. How did midterm seasons go for everybody? Mine have been so fucked up that it's unbelievable. I didn't really have midterms. I didn't have midterms either. Fuck both of you. <laughs> uh, today. Today, 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 today. Sorry. What are we talking about, Tyler? Last week. Joji. Nectar. Joji One of the Nectar. most anticipated albums of the year. For, for many people. For all three of us, I'm including assuming, the, the, the three boy boyos in this room. Yeah. For certain. Two boys, one girl. Two. We won't say who. Okay. So, uh, preface, preface. I need to get my brain on track. Joji is a re- reoccurring artist on our um, on our podcast. If you caught our review of his Ballads 1 album back last year, two years ago, it was two years ago at this point, we, we have a history with Joji. All of us collectively have different histories with Joji. I knew the guy through his filthy Frank shit. Uh, the pink guy thing. Like, I, I've been following him since I was a very edgy, angsty teenager. I loved the shit out of the guy. I think William's kind of in the same boat with me. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. Tyler, I forget. I caught the tail end of the whole filthy Frank thing. Okay. I kind of watched that weird transition into music that he had yeah and that's where i came in and i i was present for the in tongues ep but it wasn't until ian played slow dancing in the dark for me that it all crystallized and became real which i think was probably the case for a lot of people slow dancing in the dark was his first big Oh, moment. Like, and I think, okay, this guy is for real now. I think when he performed Attention on the Colors show, that was another yeah. opener for people where it it became more it became less of a meme and more of, oh, this is a legitimate player here. Yeah. And another we talked about this the last time we recorded, but Joji is one of the two flagship artists on 808 Rising. 88 Rising. 88 Rising. 88 Rising album, yeah. Yeah. And fucking label. 88 Rising is is Joji's label. Yes. Not his specifically, but the label he's on. Him along with Rich Brian. Right. In terms of his earlier music, like Tyler was saying, I saw the release of that In Tongue DP as well. I've 
always been a fan of him. I even liked some of his dumb fucking bullshit that he did as Pink Guy. I actually thought that he put together some decent fucking beats as this fucking pink meme lizard. And moving on from In Tongues, which was like not released to high critical acclaim there wasn't a whole lot of attention garnered around it it was just kind of those one of those one-off things it was very lo-fi like all the stuff that he'd been dabbling before he was it was some sad boy shit some really really watery pianos all over the thing even some uke that he's known for he's known for the uke but slow dancing in the dark was the very first situation where we saw him garnering major attention. The second of which being that 88 Rising album that dropped the subsequent year, I think it was 2019, with Midsummer Madness on it. And that song gained a lot of attention as well. And since then, Joji has gained a surprising pop following. Like, he's become an icon, like an internet icon. And I don't necessarily, I, I, I know he had a cult following beforehand, but I don't necessarily know what the lead-up was to, like, I, I know Slow Dancing in the Dark gained him a lot of following, but from there it just seemed to fucking exponentially rise, dramatic rise in following, and so there was a lot of internet hype uh, surrounding Nectar in just the, the months that came beforehand, as well as some of the singles that dropped really served as some good hype, especially I think the one that he did with Diplo. That one garnered a lot of attention as well as Sanctuary. We'll get into that later though. A little bit of background on Joji as a musician. His name, born name is George Kusanoki Miller, born the 18th of September in, of 1992. And there's not a whole lot to preface with other than all stuff that we've already said. Is there anything anybody else wants to add to the conversation before we actually start getting into the music? Like a lot of people, uh, George Miller started out on YouTube under the alias Disaster Music, which he originally intended to be like a musical channel, and he had always he had always been into music, and that was always kind of his drive. He started it back when he was in high school, and at one point he just put a, a video on there, and he just he it was the first kind of glimpse of the Filthy Frank persona. And then that kind of took him in, a, in another direction where he went and continued on with that and started creating this entire universe of characters and lore and all this kind of stuff where he became Filthy Frank and he gained a cult following. And during his time as this character, he released numerous tracks, numerous projects, musical projects if you want to call them that. He, I believe he released two albums under under the name Pink Guy. One was a self-titled and then the, the next one was Pink Season which came out in 2017 so it's right around actually when In Tongues dropped. I believe it was right before he signed on. Actually it was right after he signed on to the 88 Rising label because they um, he put that album out through them. So he has seen some musical substance within his filthy frank realm but outside of that i probably 2015 2016 he did start kind of dabbling in legitimate music he came out with this album called chloe burbank part one or season one or something like volume that one, volume one there it is and you can probably find it on soundcloud it's definitely not on apple music or any of the major platforms i think I'm, it was a youtube album Okay, so you can probably find it on YouTube. I'm not really sure. I've, I've, I've never listened to it. I don't know what it's about, but I assume it's just more... It's just like an entry-level lo-fi kind of thing. And 
besides that, he really hasn't done anything. I feel like that catches us up. Yeah, yeah. He's so he kind of progressed, and after he gained his following, he started. Um, he successfully transitioned into music, which is something that most YouTube musicians, celebrities. Yeah. celebrities personalities cannot say so he's done it very successfully and, and he has shown everyone how you should go about doing it that's adequate i think okay are you ready to get into the music all right let's do that about the music i feel like it's respectable to start with the singles which there were four in the lead up to this album all of them have been since late 2019 so there was a there was a long and this album was actually this also was also album was also delayed by what two months or something like that so it was supposed to have an earlier release date not as much of a rollout as there was but hey here we are is what it is happened i think it's just worth mentioning that i was one of the reasons that i was very very excited getting into this album was because the singles were all bangers to me every single one of them hit all in different ways and they all scratched different itches that i find joji usually does but he also it also saw him traveling in new directions like way out of left field I mean, Sanctuary was the first one in 2019, and that's the most straight-up pop song he's ever written. The second one, I believe, was Run, and that's one of my favorite songs of the year. It's got this fucking incredible guitar solo at the end of it, and I also saw him vocally stretching his legs. Like, he, he pulled his full cock out on the table, and he was like, yep, here is my singing cock. It was glorious. It was... Run is one of the best culminations that I've seen of the sounds that he's... George Miller has been dabbling in so far. Like, it, it was just... Hell yeah. It wasn't even... I wasn't even warm on it the first time I listened to it, but the, the next several times, I was just like, holy shit, this is insane. Um, then there was Give Me Love, or Give Me Love, which is this two-phase song with this, like, jittery, stuttering beat at the beginning which then descends into this fucking guitar and uke-backed glorious chorus of a piece. It's, it is fucking angelic. It sounds like, I believe, gold shines in broad daylight in heaven. It's just, it's incredible. It's immaculate. And then Daylight with Diplo, which was not a meeting of the minds that I was expecting or expecting to go over particularly well, but in my opinion, holy shit, this song bangs. It's got one of the best choruses of the year, like hands down. Holy shit, the chorus is so good. All the strings that back it, his voice, the, the, the melody that he came up with to sit on top of that shit. Oh my god. Oh, it was incredible. And the production, man. The production is like nothing that I've ever heard from another Joji project in general. M as we've kind of discussed, it's mostly just been all this lo-fi bullshit. Not necessarily all bullshit, but, like, you get what I'm saying. He's been dabbling in it. Um, it's all home recordings. He did it himself. You can tell there is a team of producers behind him now. The dude is finally playing up to his potential, I think. And he's got the team behind him now to back him up. 
which I think is a great thing. And there is a list of producers behind this album featuring the likes of Kenny Beats, which was another reason to be hype about this album. But hey, that was the lead up. Those were the singles. Now we have it. And what the hell? This is so, it's so not what I was expecting. Not even, not even close. The album as an experience is so interesting. I don't know what you guys, but like, that's one of the very first things that stood out to me when I listened to it front to back was just that the structure and everything of the album is very weird, which maybe I should have been expecting it from Joji, but he definitely was more in tune with his artistic side with this album release. In my opinion, anyway. He had so many ideas that he covered. I think that's like, this album is not very consistent. And I think that the driving force behind that is because he had so many different ideas that he was toying with and playing with and that he effectively just needed to get out of his system. And I think that we see, we see good examples of this where he just... He had a, he had something that he needed to get out and it wasn't necessarily finished, but it maybe it was getting as far as it was going to get with what he was working on. And I see that on songs like TikTok where I love that song and I don't really have problems with it other than I wish there was more of it. Because the beat is insane. No, the beat is ridiculous. It's so it's such a, it's it's so such a fun. Knocker. And I I can pretty much insert that into any time it doesn't really matter what mood i'm in that that can bring me up a little bit and it's fun i mean the vocals across this album are phenomenal and that's one of the big things that we had on his last album too i think that's collectively something that people had a lot to gripe about was his voice just needed more work and holy shit you can tell he got a fucking vocal coach yeah yeah i think he just he had a lot of ground to cover and this song is 15 tracks 17 tracks yeah the album 17 tracks yeah it it, it's it's a long 53 minutes right 57 minutes 52 yeah it's 18 tracks you're right wham shit okay yeah damn 53 minutes you are correct it's a long album yeah and yeah i wasn't exactly expecting a cohesive listen where each song flows into the next he was chomping on a little bit of everything yeah you can tell and I, th- I think a, a lot of the times it works. I, th- I think that he had a, a, I think he had a lot of things to say, and he had a lot of moody things to, to get out. And I really like the majority of it. This is actually a listen that I was a little fuzzy on the first time I listened to it, and yeah. with each listen, I have def the, the pleasure of listening to it has increased. Definitely. Definitely, for sure. This is a grower, not a shower. For sure. Yeah. For everybody getting excited about all the, the, the diversity in, in the music and how everybody's kind of been saying, oh, you know, Ian and Tyler have been saying he's explored a lot of creative veins. It's still a sad boy album. Joji's sure. still a sad boy. He's the king of sad boys. You can tell from the fucking cover. Yeah. For like sure. immediately, just on the face of the album. And it's you can right tell there. from the, the theme, the overarching theme of this record is that it is loosely based around this messy breakup that takes several dif- different stages and you can kind of follow it you have to pay attention but you can follow it in the the tracks as they progress and there's sort of this narrative. kind of narrative and there's this thing that he goes on where he he 
gets broken up with or he, the relationship is separated at the beginning of the album. And then there are a couple stages of denial. And then it goes into, I'm fine with this. I'm not fine with this. Can we get back together? I want to get back together. We shouldn't get back together. How is it going to work? It would never work. I can't live without you. And then the final track, Your Man, he's kind of going back and saying, you know, with the lyrics, have you ever loved? Would you go again? Don't be down when it's over. I'll be your man. So he's kind of accepting like all the things that have happened to Finally, him. Jesus. And <laughs> over you 18 tracks, 18, 17 tracks. And then the finally he's, he's going, okay, I think we, we should give it another shot. There is a narrative. That's some, I mean, it kind of, you're right though. It follows like the tumultuous emotions that, go through that i feel like it's nothing it's not linear it's this album is anything but linear if you're really 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 like a joji stan and you want to give yourself an excuse as to why this album is perfect then you could say that oh well relationships are always messy and they're never you know they're never good they always end with some weird wild card getting thrown in the mix, and there's always something you didn't expect. There's always conflicting emotions. There's always back and forth, and there's always you know different ideas being thrown around. Where you can say that this doesn't necessarily have a straight narrative. It has a bunch of different ideas, a bunch of different kinds of songs, a bunch of different styles in a way, by while still keeping it in the same genre. It's pretty interesting. But if you really wanted to connect it to a just awful breakup slash get back together, then I'm sure you wouldn't have a problem with that. And you could accept that pretty easily. I think he did a pretty good job. One of the things that I was worried about from the singles, I guess I was apprehensive that we wouldn't get classic Joji and that might sound terrible to people. I know there are people that absolutely despise his older music. I know of people who are physically repulsed by it um but i loved the aesthetic of some of his older stuff not necessarily some of his songwriting his songwriting sometimes was came off as boring and bland but we still thank god get glimpses of classic joji uh the classic bedroom shit that he was dabbling in we do have the worked up touched up pop bangers and ballads on this album we like all of the singles on this album as well as like mr hollywood but we also get some piano backed songs with these dusty filtered sounding drums and everything and i think they sound incredible whether that be on the first track ew with its fucking greasy ass bass same with modus or if we're talking about Pretty Boy, featuring Lil Yachty, which was not a name that I was entirely happy about seeing the first time I saw the track list, but I came out on the other end of it, and I am here to say, holy shit, this song smacks. It ended up being one of my favorites on the record, but it sounds like the old bedroom recordings that he was dabbling in in the late 2010s on his fucking YouTube channel. Of course, he's got the professional team behind him, so there's a lot more auditory details. He's got Lil Yachty on his fucking track. Um, there's this insane vocal breakdown in the middle of it. It's just this cacophonous fucking, uh, fucking menagerie of sound. It's incredible. Um, as well as Afterthought featuring Benny. Is it Benny? I don't know. I can't. I can't remember. It's the the what New Zealand girl. What's the TikTok song that she did? I can't remember it. I want to hum it so bad. I know she does a TikTok song, but he got a TikTok kid on his album. And 
holy shit, every time I hear that fucking feature, it just makes me want to shed tears because the vocal harmonies on the back end are fantastic, but the song is entirely piano-driven, basically, and it's got this uh, really filtered-out drum beat. It's just classic, and it's classy, and I enjoyed it. There are also some weird diversions of sound, whether you're talking about uh, the Ives Tumor song, like the first minute and a half of that, which is just this warped-ass fucking synth. It's cool as shit the first time you hear it. Or if we're talking about, like, the weird detours on this album, like Upgrade, which are, that's that one's like semi-piano, semi-uke. Uh, we get a little bit of uke on this album, which is great. But if I had to give you one more thing about this album that really, really makes me happy and hopeful for the next time is that Joji's songwriting has improved tremendously. Tremendously, I tell you. And maybe that's just because he's going back to the drawing board with some of these tracks and he's really paying attention to structure, giving you the clear verse-chorus-verse-chorus form every once in a while, especially on tracks like Daylight and Sanctuary. Uh, gives you a bridge in the center of it. And he's getting more experimental as well with tracks on, or like tracks, the tracks Give Me Love or any of the other ones where they're just multi-phase and they travel through these different areas of sound. But if we're talking about Ew, Modus, Afterthought, these tracks play out like classic song or classic pop songs or for the aesthetics of Ew and Modus, like trap songs and shit. And it works so well with the Joji formula. We don't get like we still get arxy bullshit, but we get more clear cut structures. And I think that works really, really well. It plays really, really well into his style. I was just glad to see that he was able to work out some of these tracks the way he did instead of leaving them half-baked, which I think he did with a lot of the tracks on his last record. That was really great to see, in my opinion. I'm with you. We chilling? I'm chilling. We chilling. Fucking sick. Okay. I mean, this album wasn't perfect, unlike what William was saying, but we'll get into why, I guess. You ready? <laughs> So, like we all said, this album is not perfect, and it is not following a direct narrative, and although you could say that, you know, you could give yourselves reasons enough to believe that this album is perfect in every way, shape, and form, the problem is that it's not, and we're going <laughs> to talk about that. <laughs> Objectively speaking, in my opinion. Obviously... We were talking a little bit about it in the What We Liked section, where this album definitely takes a lot of different twists and turns, and it, it doesn't really follow a direct narrative, and you really have to kind of look for it. The structuring of the album is, is just is, is weak, and that's, that's pretty unfortunate, but not to take away from everything else. But it's not that any of them necessarily don't follow the narrative, it's that it's just not clear-cut although joji has had some incredible improvements in production and songwriting and so on and so forth 
there are still a few tracks on here that are just a little bit underbaked, a little bit half cooked, a little bit, uh, leaving something to be desired. Um, for sure. One of the tracks that really kind of fits that narrative is Upgrade for me. I really, I still really like Upgrade, but the problem is it's like what a minute and 50 seconds. And it's, it's one of the, the most, kind of based songs on here where it's just kind of it's really stripped and it doesn't really have a whole lot of um substance to it which isn't necessarily bad but it's like no it's not there's nothing there's like it's just pretty bare bones and it's super short and it's the production is is kind of kind of grainy i think that's kind of consistent with the last album in a way because even though he was more experimental and he tried more things and he did he covered far more ground than he did on the last one uh my main complaint with the last project was just there were forgettable tracks and on the last project there were more forgettable tracks than there were memorable tracks and that was a problem that hasn't necessarily been solved on this there's just a greater number of good songs yeah for example nitrous for me nitrous normal people and uh reanimator were all a little forgettable for me yeah they're they're not they're not the most they're not the most interesting songs that i want to return to and they kind of pale in comparison to the rest of the album yeah i agree with nitrous it's kind of like the trap stuff he was going for on tracks like ooh and modus but it just kind of fell short a little bit. Yeah, I understand why the shot was fired, but I don't necessarily think that it landed the way it was supposed to. I think the problem was that there wasn't enough time spent on it, refining it, and it seemed the production was a little lackluster. And just compared to Ewan Modus, it it was more trappy than those two, and it, it kind of... It just went a different direction, and got on him for exploring it, but didn't really do it for us um with normal people it's literally just like a clear-cut you know sad boy song uh piano ballad yeah but literally after the first 30 seconds nothing happens yeah Yeah. it's it's just it's it's so templated so you know to to the books that it is it's joji by the numbers it's just it is a song that's on this album. Yeah. Joji by the Numbers. Yeah. Yeah. There there were a couple of songs like that. Yeah. Those it, were the ones that stuck out to me. It might be, it, that might vary from person to person a little bit. Um, I, I'd say that it, it's pretty much, I, I think, well, I have the same uh, opinion. So I'm not saying it's necessarily accurate, but between the two of us, that's two out of three on this podcast. I thought High Hopes featuring Omar Apollo was Agreed. well. That's just a bad song. <laughs> Objectively, <laughs> it's, it's not. It's, it's not a forgettable not track. It's just not good. It, it really like the writing. It could have just been not even taken back to the drawing board. Just cut, in my opinion. Yeah. just cut this sure. song. You didn't need it. It did not need to be on this record. Joji's vocal performances were subpar, and the feature was the feature so was, unneeded. was worse. Yeah, it, it didn't. The hook didn't was so anything. boring. It just it it sounded like him moaning into the mic. Um, I think it was a, I think it was just a drunk night. I think the song was written and he's like good enough and post. And that was it. His fucking mind. That was it. Did you like that reference? Yeah, that was good. Thank I like that. You. Thank you. Shout out fucking internet comment, comment etiquette. etiquette. 
go watch his fucking shit holy shit that guy is that motherfucker is hilarious another one that really if you haven't guessed the second half of this record is far weaker than the first half which is very unfortunate but the other one that really stood out to me was 777 which is track 15 on this record it sounds like he listened to blinding lights by the weekend once and he was like oh i can write that and that's what happened and we just got a way worse version of blinding lights because that song's great. That song is an 80s throwback to the max. And he was like, I'm going to play into that whole thing. Please don't. Please don't. Just stick to what you're good at. This is not it. No, 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 no. Yeah, you have your own niche. You don't need to play into anybody else. You don't need to jiggle your your boys into crannies they don't belong okay yeah sure you weren't invited like to that sausage song. fest it's a tolerable song it's no, just it's the a, aesthetic everything is just completely ripped out of that area of pop music and it literally sounds like blinding lights like yep. I, I i just could not get past the similarities it's a sausage party you wasn't invited to for fuck's sake for fuck's sake the sad boy sausage party yeah <laughs> you know what he's the one on that grill i'm playing right. the analogy right. right okay all right yep all right cool i really appreciated all of the areas that he explored on this record and i ex- i really appreciate his creativity that shows throughout the record but like it just comes out on the back end the f- the final product is so inconsistent there are so many still half-baked ideas, which sucks. I was hoping to get those sorted out, but hey, here we are. We still came out the other end okay. This was not a bad record by any means, and there were still some some of my favorite songs of the year are on this thing, so what am I doing complaining? I'm not really complaining. I think that just about wraps it up, so we, we can get into wrapping this up, shall we? Here we are, approaching the finish line. Concluding thoughts. This is infinitely better than Ballads 1. I should say infinitely. No, I was going to say, I think, by infinitely, we this mean is, this is a good step forward. I think Mark. that this is objectively better than Ballads 1. How's that? Better word? Yeah. Better word. Okay. Proper use of the word. I think that there were maybe three or four songs that stood out on Ballads 1 and were solid. This time, we might have gotten eight yeah, well, I think we have at, we've at least doubled that. I think that this is a good step <laughs> in the right direction for Joji. I think that he made some tweaks and adjustments that dramatically helped his songwriting. I, I think that his vocal performances are stronger. He was more experimental with his instruments, and he had some damn good features. He had damn yeah, Diplo and Lil Yachty. And Plur- Bene. That, that makes it plural. Those those two were fun. And, and, and Bene. Bene was fun, yeah. Uh, if that's and how Bene. you say the name. I said that. Yeah. I'm just Bene Pasta. Sit down. I'm crawling up your ass, it's fine. I thought it felt weird. Um, <laughs> I am very excited for whatever the next project is. I'm gonna have a hard time waiting for it, but I'm sure that there are other people who are in the same boat with that i just want content in this tiktok age where everything is so instant i want another joji album right now yeah well and that's just specifically joji this makes me want more from the guy i 
I felt, I'm not going to lie, I felt so disappointed after the first lesson through this record. And as it went on, it was just like, it kept getting better and better. And it's like, it's a it, slow burner. Yeah. I really need more from the guy. I, we can't just leave it at this. And it's not to say that this album necessarily left something to be desired. As, no, it's just as in comparison to to Ballads One, it is marginally better, and there is some improvements he needs to make. But again, it's a step in the right direction. It's it's uphill from here. I think that we said this in our last take. We just need Joji to drop that essential Joji album. I want him to drop album of the year so bad because I know he's got one in him. Yep. I know sure. he's got one in him. And it doesn't even need to be super conceptual or anything. It doesn't need to be groundbreaking. It doesn't need to be game-changing. I don't know if he's got one of those in him. It but just he, needs to be him. If he drops a solely yes, something that is authentically Joji, authentically alternatively uh, alternative R&B, plays into the sad boy vein like he does, I think he can drop a fucking banger of a record. Not that he did, it wasn't like a heavy banger or anything. It was kind of like a light banger of a record, you know? Are we feeling great? Who wants to go first? Well, you're both looking at me. I'll, hmm. I, I'll, I'll do it. I'm, I, I don't remember what I said the last time, but since since we recorded, I, I right now I'm feeling like a 7.6. I think that's even higher than you gave last time. Yeah, you gave it like a 7.4. I think. Okay, I'm feeling a seven six. It's it, it has grown on me. Every time I listen to it, it's more. Who knows? By the end of the year, fun. it could be eleven. <laughs> it could be Keep like, listening, folks. Keep it could, listening. It could be off the scale, you know. Maybe maybe by the time by the time we're sixty, it's just the best album that's ever been fucking released. Yeah, I'm actually kind of in the same. I ballpark, think that this is a down. generational thing. I'm feeling like a seven point three to seven point five. I think is what I'm doing. I'll go seven point four. Whoa. Whoa. Whoa! Look at Mr. Big Guy over there raising his grade two. Look at that. Shut up. <laughs> I guess the moral of the story is go and listen to this album like 11 times and see how it grows on you. <laughs> Follow Sushi Trash on Instagram. Yeah. If you have one day where you're not doing anything, and in these trying times, I'm sure everybody has more than one day where they're not doing anything, go ahead and listen to this album six and a half times through. I'm sure you'll you'll six love it. Six and a half? Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Get six, six times. Six times is the minimum times you need to really appreciate the album, and then the other, like, the first half of the album is actually good, and, you know. <laughs> yikes. Well, we'll leave it at that. Yeah. Why don't we? Fucking yikes. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. Thank you, William, for joining us. Thank you, Thank William. Thank you for breathing. Yeah. Works. It's always great to have the doppelganger on the podcast. You can follow us on Instagram at Sound Audits. You can follow us on Twitter at Sound Audits. If you want to check out written reviews and more content, go to soundaudits.com. If you want to contact us for business inquiries, you can hit us up at soundaudits at gmail.com. If you would like to donate to us, we have a Patreon page coming soon, but until then, visit our anchor page. Keep close attention. Keep close attention, folks. 99 cents. Big developments in the future. For the price of two gumballs, you you can support two broke college kids. Thank you, William. We have new episodes coming out Friday, 9 a.m. Eastern Standard. Hopefully, by the time this comes out, we'll be back on the schedule, we hope. Thank you all for listening. We hope to see you in the next one, please. We need it. We love the listens. I thrive off of these listens. They are what give me life and get me out of bed in the morning. Hopefully, you all are staying safe. Wear a mask. Go vote if you want to vote. (laughs) 
do something like that. I don't know. Eat your vegetables. Uh, Brush your teeth. Eat your vegetables. <laughs> Drive safe. Uh, <laughs> and good night. Thank you all for coming out.